0: Ah, that's some good stuff right there, isn't it? I love that. See, there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff out there, and that's why we been doing this series called Good Vibes, and we talked about it last week. And if you missed last week, you might want to go catch up because it'll kind of give you a foundation to help you better understand what we're getting ready to talk about. Is that, yeah, there's a lot of bad in the world, and we see the bad. We're going to be honest about the bad, and we're realistic about the bad stuff, but then we seize the good because there is so much Good, and more good than maybe you thought, and more good than you imagined, so the better we get at seizing it, the more we experience that. Today, though, what we're going to talk about is we're going to wrestle with the difference, at least initially, between what it means, bad versus good, in relationship to people. In relationship to people. Bad people versus good people. Because here's what your experience has been. I know this has been your experience. It's been my experience. All of us have this experience. People can do some very bad things. It's tragic and it's sad. It's embarrassing. It's disheartening. But at the same time, people can do very good things and it's so encouraging and amazing and awesome and inspiring and uplifting I I know that's how it goes because that's my experience and your experience. Bad people, good people. But here's what I want to do. I wanna make a suggestion. And at first, when I when I ask you to consider this, it's gonna seem really off. But just hang with me. I'm gonna suggest to you to consider. To drop those labels. To drop the labels of bad people and good people and good people and bad people, and you and I are tempted to put people in those categories. Oh, they're just a bad person. Oh, but they're a really good person. You don't understand. They're good people. Oh, no, she's bad. He's bad. They're good. And, and we just drop all of that because our labels aren't helping. Hang with me. Hang with me. What makes a bad person bad? And what makes a good person Good. Most of us would answer that question, well, it depends on what they do. The bad people are bad because they do bad things, and good people are good because they do good things. Okay, well, let's go with that a little bit. How many bad things do you have to do to be bad? Where's the line? Is there a percentage When you get over 50%, 51%, I think we've all kind of fed up with percentages this week, right? I mean, the, the votes are in, and it's really hard to tell where the line is on bad. But at the same time, where's the line on good? How much good do you have to do to be considered a good person? Is that a percentage? I mean, all the votes are in, and we still can't tell. Where the line is on this, because here's the deal. Our definitions of what good is and what bad is are different, aren't they? My definition, your definition, it changes from person to person to person to person. What one person thinks is okay, another person is offended by. And what this person is offended by, the other person says, what's the big deal? You need to chill. It's okay. It's all right. And it changes from family to family, like the family you married into. Can you believe what they do and they think is okay? That's just the way it is. In your family, we would never talk like that. We would never do things like that, right? Vice versa. And you think it, it gets worse than that. It changes from culture to culture. There are some things in one culture that are accepted that you go to another culture and that same thing is very offensive. In fact, it could be illegal and get you thrown in jail. And even within our own culture, even within our own culture, The definition of good and bad changes over time. If you don't believe me, ask your grandparents or talk to a grandparent or someone in that age bracket about what life was like around here 50 years ago. If you'll listen, they'll tell you automatically. Well, back then, you would have never seen this and we would have never said that and you couldn't do that and you couldn't say that and you couldn't call people these names. But now, it's just the way it is. Wait a second, what has changed? Our definition of what good and bad is. The, the opposite is also true. Well, 50 years ago, this is just the way it was, and it, this was good, and this, and now, well, you can't say that anymore, and now you're offending everybody, and you know, what's changed? What's changed? Do people change? No. Our definitions changed. Oh, let me take it one step further, okay? What do you do when a bad person does something good. And they just, they have a good day. Or they have a stroke of genius. Or, or they just decide to do something nice. But we would all say, no, they're bad, they're bad, they're bad, but they do something good. Well, let me go one more step. What do you do when a good person does bad things? Because you would consider yourself good, wouldn't you? And you do bad things me too. So what we're discovering here is that our labels don't really help, do they? And the, and the definition of what good is and bad is, is like a moving target. And it just never stops moving from decade to decade and culture to culture and family to family and person to person. So that's why I'm suggesting we just drop the labels. Just drop the labels because here's the truth. There is potential for bad and good in us all. There's potential for good and bad in us all. Now, just hang with me. I'm going somewhere. I'm just trying to kind of lay a foundation here to help you understand we got to stop this good person, bad person, bad person, good person stuff. Because there's potential of both of that in all of us and at the same time. Sometimes you're surprised by the bad you see in people. I can't believe. Can you believe? I was so shocked. I would have expected that out of him, but not him. Now her, I get it, but her, did you hear? And can you believe? Right? We're surprised, we're shocked. And at the same time, we often get shocked at the good we see in people. Same people. Same kind of people. Well, I wow, I was blown away. I would have never expected that to come out of them. I mean, they were much, they're much nicer than I thought they were. You hear people say that. Well, after I got to know them and got to spend a little time, well, they weren't half as bad as I thought they were. What? We just kind of put them in a category, right? And then and then you're even surprised by yourself. You're surprised by the bad that you do. You ever been surprised by yourself? Like, I had no idea. I can't believe that came out of my mouth. I cannot believe I'm thinking these thoughts. I never would have guessed that I... Or maybe you're you're so surprised by how much good that you were able to accomplish. Or, hey, I didn't know I had that in me. That felt kind of good. I was just kind of fiddled, but, you know... The bottom line is, there's potential of bad and good in us both. Now that we got that settled, let's drop the labels. Let me give you a better way to think about this. A way that I believe will produce very good vibes, because we need them. And it'll change the way you see yourself. Here's where we're going. And it'll change the way you see other people. I wanna make three statements, and then after I kinda of explain these just a little bit, I'm gonna take you to the scriptures and, and show you how this plays out. And, and then we're gonna talk about what that means for me and you. And in the end, we'll see that things are actually, when it comes to people, much better, gooder than we might have imagined. Statement number one is not gonna surprise you. No one is perfect. I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, none of us are perfect. You get that, I get that. In fact, people put that on a bumper sticker and they wear that. As a slogan, right? You know, no perfect people, no, nobody is perfect. They also use it as an excuse by which just to be mediocre or lackadaisical or whatever. And that's unfortunate. But it is true. No one is perfect. In fact, we have a word for it. It's, the word, it's a word that's used. It started in religious circles and in Christian circles. But even in culture, it's widely accepted. It's the word sinner. We're all sinners. In fact, some people wear that as a brand well I'm just a sinner, well I'm just a big old sinner, and I'm just okay, well, we shouldn't make fun of and make light of that very serious term, but yet we all share it. We are all sinners. Theologically, there is a word called depravity that is often attached to this concept and, and our sin and our sinning. The question goes, are we sinners because we sin or do we sin because we're sinners? And the answer to both questions is yes. It's just a big old mess. And and depravity, right? That there's depravity in me and depravity in you. I think... Even though there is truth in that, I think unfortunately a lot of people have taken that concept of depravity way too far, even to the point where they have concluded, we are so depraved and we are such big, capital S sinners, that we can't do anything good. But that's illogical. Of course we can do good things. Even bad people can do good things. And so, as we often do, we tend to take things way too far. But the truth is, it, it's true, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But the good news is that's not our core. That's not our base. That's not our foundation. Hang with me. Statement number two, no one is perfect, number one. Number two, we are all created for good. I was created for good. You were created for good. By God's design and God's purpose, think of the best person you know. They were created for good. Now think of the worst person that you've ever met or the worst person you've ever heard of. They too were created by God for good. Good. By God's design, God's purpose. Now, yes, we have all strayed. Nobody is perfect. We've already established that. We'll come back to that. But it's true. The foundation, the core, the base of how God created us to be is good. No one's perfect. We were created for good, and Jesus Christ makes all the difference. Now, that sounds like a cliche. I get it, but just hang with me. Jesus makes all the difference. And people who are not perfect, but were created for good, but obviously you look at them and you look at me and you look at the world and you go there's a lot here that ain't good. Jesus makes all the difference. Not in helping bad people just become a better version of their bad selves, not in just helping people be good for the sake of being good. No. It's not about just the information as we will see. It's about the transformation that Jesus brings when he brings people back through himself to how he originally created people and discover and uncover the good that he put within them for a purpose. All right, those are the statements. Let me show you. Let's go back to the beginning. Let's find how this all gets laid out. In the beginning, we see that God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We're created in the image of God. Every person has been created in the image of God. Everyone who has ever lived, think of the best person you know, the goodest person you know. They were created in the image of God. You probably don't have a hard time accepting that, but I want you to think of the worst person you know. The worst person that you could conceive of Also, equally created in the image of God. You say, well, what's the difference? We'll get there, but let's talk about the image of God. What does it mean to be created in the image of God? You're created in the image of God. Me too. That means we were created, God created us to be like him. Not equal to him, that's different, but to be like him, to share his attributes, to to reflect some of his attributes. Maybe even more than some. Let me give you just a few to consider. God has intellect. And God created human beings with intellect. Mostly. (laughs) Intellect. God has emotion. Do you know that when God created human beings, he created us with emotion? God has free will. Did you know that when God created us, he created us with free will? Those are just three quick examples to be created and made in the image of God. God has intellect, emotion, and will. We have intellect, emotion, and will. We are like God. We're not equal to God. We cannot exercise our intellect, emotion, and free will to the extent that God can. He is perfect. Jesus is proof. But yet we are image bearers of the divine which means to be created in the image of God is to reflect his attributes out to the world so that they can see those characteristics of God through us. This is the big idea. This is the way it was intended. And we also reflect God's attributes back to himself. That's what living a life of worship is about. We were created in the image of God. And then after he created human beings in the image of himself, Then God looked over all he had made, including human beings, and he said, he saw that it was very good. Very good. Not just, eh, not just, oh, that's kind of cool. No, very good. The core, the foundation, the base of human beings starts out very good. Maybe you've heard the term original sin. Again, one of those theological terms. It refers back to, if you keep going back to the beginning, we're all a bunch of sinners all the way back to the beginning. You go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, and you got Adam and Eve, and yes, there's a lot of truth to that. But guess what predates and comes before original sin? There's another layer underneath original sin, and it's original good. God created human beings in his own image and said they are very good. This was before there was any sin. Hundreds of years later, King David is writing a song. And in the Psalms, he pens the most beautiful description of human beings. That, that is near and dear to the heart of many followers of Jesus. Maybe one of your favorites. When King David wrote, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. What is he saying there? I'm very good. We are very good. What God created is very good. That's the base, that's the foundation. And so, what we're learning then, if this is true, then maybe we're not. Bad to the bone. Right? That's bad. I had to do it. I got to finish it. Perhaps we're good, 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 good. I've been practicing that all week. I got it. Have you heard the term bad seed? They're just a bad seed. They're just a bad seed. Stay away from him. Stay away from her. They're just a bad seed. What have we done there? We've put a category, we've put people in a category and just said to the core of who they are, at their most base level, they're rotten. Yeah, but see what this tells us is that there's seeds of goodness in us all. I mean, I can understand why a dad of a teenage daughter who's wanting to bring some boy home, why a dad would say he's a bad seed. That's what all dads should say to every boy that comes home with their daughter. That's just the way it is. But eventually you warm up to them and then it, 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 it works out. But bad seed? No, there's, you're, you might be thinking, okay, so what happened? What the heck happened here? If the foundation, if the base is good and God created us in his image, and then said, it's very good. I look around, I go, okay, something went wrong somewhere. Exactly. And Paul the apostle describes it very succinctly when he writes to the Christians in Rome and he says, here's what happened to the very good, all sinned. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What's the glory of God? It's perfection. If you want to see the glory of God, you look at Jesus. Jesus nailed it. He's perfect. And I'm not Jesus and you're not Jesus. We're not perfect. We've already established that. So that's what happened. I'm created very good. You're created very good at my core, at my base. The foundation of how God created us, the original purpose of God's design is that we are created in his image and we are very good. But then... All have sinned, and I sin, and you sin, and what is sin? It's rebellion against God. It's disobedience to God. It's selfishness. I'm going to do things my way, the way I want, the way I see, and I don't care because I won't be told how to live my life. Basically, I'm going to do things my own way. That is sin, and sin distorts the good that God created, and sin covers up the beautiful image of God that he created And now sin mars it and clouds it. So much so that you look at some people and you go, image of God, all I see is a mess. I know you're looking through the filter of sin. That's what happens. We're created very good. And then we sin. And it distorts and clouds and mars and and it just messes up the very good image of God, the purposes of good for which we were originally created for all of sinned. What this shows us is we're, we're in a mess here and it just drives home the point that you and I need help. To be more clear, we need a savior. Enter in Jesus. Paul finishes it out. We all fall short of the glory of God And all are justified freely by his grace. Sit on that. Dwell on that. That's big. All are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So in essence, Jesus said, okay, you guys have really messed up. You've really messed up what I created and intended to be very good from the very beginning. Just hang with me. We're going somewhere. And so you need saving, So I'm going to come do for you what you can't do for yourself. You cannot be good enough because you keep sinning. You cannot be perfect enough because no one is perfect. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so Jesus came to offer himself freely. His gracious love. That's redemption. Paul describes it a different way to the Ephesians. He says, God saved you by his, here's that word again, grace. God saved you by his grace when you believed, when you put your trust in him, something changed, something began to happen. Excuse me. As you began to put your trust in him, a transformation became possible. But you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. What's a gift from God? Salvation by grace. Grace through faith. It, it's, it's a gift from God. It's, it's not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us boast about it. So, now get this. We're created good. Sin messes that all up. And if we got this wild hair, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to be gooder. I just need to be gooder. I need to be good enough for God to forgive me and God accept me. Well, good luck with that because you keep sinning but you can't be good enough. No amount of goodness earns salvation. No matter amount of goodness is good enough because no amount of goodness as a sinner is perfect. Plus, if it was about how good I was and how good you are and how good we are, then it'd be about us, wouldn't it? Then throughout all eternity, the story on us would be, hey, what'd you do? What'd you do to get to heaven? What'd you do to be forgiven? What'd you do? I'll tell you what I did. I did this, 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 and this. What'd you do? Well, I only did one of those. Oh, man. I did too much. <laughs> I took this thing too seriously. I was freaking out over nothing. No, see, it's not about me and you. It's not about who's better than Okay, it all started really good. And deep down inside of you, inside of me is the seeds of good. But then sin But then Jesus the Savior came and offers freely to bring us back to how he originally created us. Look, for now we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, anew. So we were created good, get it, it's all coming together. We were created by God good in his image. We choose to sin, messes the whole thing up, puts a cloud over the whole thing, distorts it so badly you can hardly tell. You can hardly tell we're image bearers of God. So Jesus came and offers himself and through faith in Jesus, he recreates us. He creates us anew. It's what John the Apostle describes in John chapter three as being born again through faith in Jesus. And what that means is he is now bringing us back to the original purpose, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So through Jesus, he brings us back to the good that God put in us and created us for at the very beginning, that got lost along the way, that got covered up because of sin along the way. Jesus did for us what we could not do for ourselves, brings us back to the purpose for which God created us. So there we have it. No one is perfect. We're all created for good, and Jesus makes the difference. That's why we use words like renew, restore, redeem. <laughs> words like heal, because Jesus brings us back to how He created us to originally be in the first place. Say, well, all that's good, I just don't know what to do with it. Great. Let's talk about that. Let's take the rest of our time and talk about what we do with all this fabulous information. You're created. You're created good. And Jesus, that's why it's so important to trust in Jesus, brings you back to the original purpose for which God created you, which is more good than you can imagine. So here's what you and I are supposed to do. First of all, allow Jesus to uncover the good in you not something you can do by yourself. You need the help of Christ to uncover the good in you. It's in there by God's design. And the more you trust and follow Jesus, the more he will uncover and bring you back to the original purpose for which you're created. That's why it's so important. One of the many reasons it's so important for people to come to Christ. Because when they come to faith and trust in Christ, that's when they can truly begin to live as they were intended to live to begin with almost forgot this. There's a lot of terminology today used around this whole concept of being your true self. Have you heard that? People talk about, it, I'm just trying to be my true self. I'm trying to get back to my true self. I'm trying to live my true self. Do you know what your true self is? Let me just take all the mystery out and let me tell you about your true self. I know it. It happens to be the same as mine. We were created to be image bearers of God. That's your true self. Now the reason that gets lost is because of sin. And Jesus came as our savior to help us get back to and reclaim what it means for us to live out of our true selves, and that is image bearers of God. Yeah, uncover the good. Uncover the good that is in you. You're capable of more good than you can imagine through Jesus. Through Jesus, you are capable of more good than you can fathom, and maybe that's a news flash to you because up until this point, and maybe even now, you are living, believing a lie about yourself because you are told and always taught that you're bad. Maybe your parents just told you you're bad, or a coach, or a teacher, or someone else in your life told you you're bad, you're a bad boy, you're a bad girl, and so you always grew up thinking, I don't measure up, and I'm not good enough, and I can't, and I won't, and I'm a failure. That's all a lie. Now, do I do bad things? Yeah, you do too. Do I fail sometimes? Yeah, you do too. But that's not who I am, and that's not the core of who God created me to be. God created me and you and said, very good. Not, boy, that's a dud. Very good. Uncover the good through Jesus that God put in you. And reject those lies. Discover your potential in Christ. Take it one step further. Not only just allow Jesus to help uncover the good in you, but learn to call out the good in others. Because it's in there by God's design. The worst person you know, the most annoying person you know, there is seeds of goodness within them that the creator himself put there. That they will never fully discover and will never fully be uncovered until they trust and follow Jesus, but you call that out of them because it's in there. It's in there. Do you know that people will rise or fall to the level of the expectations you have of them? They just do. People rise or fall to the level of expectations you place on them. Over time, that's the way you you talk down to them, they won't disappoint. You speak life into them and encouragement into them, you'll be surprised how far they soar. Call the good that's out of them. This means that people are capable of more good than you give them credit for or you can possibly imagine through the power of Christ. And this changes the way you see other people. And when, it, and when you change the way you see other people, it changes the way you treat them. Call out the good in others. Can you imagine how your marriage would be different? If instead of telling your husband how, how he keeps screwing up and telling your wife how she keeps screwing up, if you called out the good in them, instead of reminding them of how bad. Imagine, listen, I've said this before. I'll come back to it again. It fits right here just perfectly. You will never, ever, ever shame, never, ever shame your spouse to greatness. Well, I'm just trying to help him see. If I can just help him, if I can just help her see how screwed up they are and just how messed up, if I can just show them how awful they are, then they'll change. Well, good luck with that. It hasn't worked for any marriage in history, Maybe you'll be the first. No. Call the good out in your spouse. God created them good. Hey parents, call the good out in your children. It's the best way to parent. Yes, you got to deal with the bad. Yes, you still have to deal with all of that. Yes, absolutely. There's the devil inside because because you know the other side of the family is represented there. I, I get it. I can you know just keep that between me and you. But. Call the good out in them. You see, we get this when our kids are 11 months old learning to walk, don't we? Right? And they don't know what they're doing and it looks awkward and it's just like, and there's nothing really cute about it. It's dangerous. It's like they're gonna fall and crack their head. It's just, it's just, but we're going, you got this, you can do this, you're so great. Look at you, it's amazing. At 11 months old, then 11 years old, I can't believe you, you're just like your dad. Just (laughs) awful. So what happened? Hey, grandparents, listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm discovering. I know I'm a grandfather. And then I just, I know I look young. But here's, here's what grandparents have discovered. And here's what makes grandparents so awesome because they call the good out in the kids from day one. From day one, they can do no wrong from day one. And that's why kids end up loving the grandparents so much, so much more quickly. Because everything I do, grandpa just thinks I'm the best thing in the world. Grandma thinks I can do no wrong. It's amazing because people rise or fall to the level of expectation. Now I understand there's a lot being unsaid there. I'm just saying, wouldn't things go so much better if we called the good out in each other? Ultimately, it's helping people find their way to Jesus. If you really want to help them uncover the good that God put in there, they'll never fully discover it. It'll just be in a false attempt for goodness, for goodness sake, until people begin to discover what what Jesus has planned for them. But we can call that out of them and help them see it. Call out the good in your friends. Call out the good in your enemies, because even they have seeds of goodness in them. It changes how you see people, which means it'll change how you treat people. Change how you see yourself and change how you see others. See the potential of goodness we have through and because of Jesus. Because remember, it all started really good. Not just for Adam and Eve, but for me and you too. Just as innocent, oh, precious little bit. And then what do we do? We sin because we're sinners and we sinners because we sin. Yes, all of that. And the image of God gets clouded and marred and covered up We're in need of a savior. And then we discover what Jesus has done for us and through trust and faith, In him and learning what it means to follow him little bit by little bit. He uncovers and it's good. He uncovers and it gets us back to how he originally created us. If you want to discover how good God created you to be, then get closer to Jesus because that's the work of his spirit. By the way, I don't have time to get into this deeply, but in Galatians chapter five, we're told what the spirit of God does within us. It's called the fruit of the spirit. There's like nine of them. I'm not gonna name all nine because I can't remember all nine right now. Let's just go with this one. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. There's five right there. You know something about every one of those and the other four I can't remember right now? They're all good. It's all good stuff. And that's what the Holy Spirit produces. That's what gets uncovered that God put it in there. Sin messed it up. We call out to our Savior. Do you know what this means also? is that nobody's a lost cause. Nobody is a lost cause. You've never met anybody who's a lost cause. You'll never meet anyone who's a lost cause. Not even the people that you think are lost causes are lost causes. Not you, not them, not now, not tomorrow, and not ever. That's how powerful the grace of Jesus is. That's how powerful God's salvation through faith in Christ is. And it's free for anyone who receives it. Imagine if we could just live from our true selves. If we could just get back to that. Allow Jesus to help us uncover the good and then call it out in others. Can you imagine how this world would be different? Because Jesus has loved us so much. This just makes sense you are capable of more good and there is more good in others than you can imagine and Jesus makes all the difference. Let's drop the labels. Bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. Stop, stop. We all, it has been said that the ground is level for all of us at the foot of the cross and I think that is beautiful and I know it's true. Let's see it through Christ, the potential in ourselves and others because of him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this. Yes, a lot of information. But hopefully, one one that, that brings us to the point of understanding the transformative power of the grace of Jesus to do for us what we could never do for ourselves, help us when we look in the mirror to see the seeds of goodness. Not because of us, but because of Jesus Help us to let go of the lies and help us to believe the truth that when you created us in your image to to reflect your attributes to the world and back to you in worship, it is very good. And may we submit our lives to you in trust and faith as we follow you so that you can uncover bit by bit through the work of the Spirit what you originally created. So we begin to discover who we truly are, our true selves, image bearers of God. And that's hard to see sometimes because we cover it up so badly with selfishness and sin. Father, we bring all that to you and we trust your good work in us. And help us to see that in others and call it out in others. Call out the good and help people follow you and rise to the level for which they were created as well. And may all of these things help us to know just what a good, good, great God you are. And we get to see that in our own lives because of Jesus. We thank you for this and the good vibes it produces in Jesus' name. Amen.